Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Haunted Collection with your host, writer, paranormal investigator, and haunted collector, Kevin Kane, back to give you a chilling tale for this Halloween weekend. I'm so glad to be able to come to you on this October 30th, the day before Halloween 2021, and especially because I am here in Ed and Lorraine Warren country, here in Waterbury, Connecticut, not very far from Monroe where they're buried. In fact, I visited the grave of Ed and Lorraine just last night. Be sure to go out to my YouTube channel and check out the video I posted youtube.com forward slash c forward slash my haunted dolls that's c as in cat forward slash my haunted dolls if you hear any background noise i apologize for the noise of traffic and people outside the hotel where i'm staying here in waterbury they had a paracon the warren seekers of the paranormal did a convention here for halloween weekend where they have several of the actual artifacts from the museum brought over here on display. And one of those is the real Annabelle doll. Now, it's really cool because they also have one of the screen-used Annabelle dolls, this one from Annabelle Comes Home, which was released in 2019. Warner Brothers donated that doll to the Warren Museum, and they have it on display there. And they brought it here, so I got to see the movie Annabelle and the real Annabelle. Most of you probably have heard the story of Annabelle, but I want to go ahead and share it with you here just in case, if nothing else, and to give you the proper Halloween chill. Before I start, though, be sure to visit my website, myhaunteddolls.com. You can shop and pick up an autographed copy of my book or any of my books out there. It also has the link to my YouTube if you need an easier access so you can view the videos. And I do have a video posted of my visit with Annabelle today. So be sure to check that out. So now, without further ado, I'll go ahead and share the story of that creepy doll. She sits in a glass case, bearing a hand-carved inscription of the Lord's Prayer, while a pleasant smile rests on her happy face, sitting under a mop of red hair. But beneath the case is a sign that reads, Warning! Positively do not open! To the uninformed visitors of the Warren's Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut, She looks like any other Raggedy Ann doll produced in the mid-20th century. But the original Annabelle doll is actually anything but ordinary. Since her first supposed haunting in 1970, this allegedly evil doll has been blamed for demonic possession, a slew of violent attacks, and at least two near-death experiences. In recent years, 
The true stories of Annabelle have even inspired a series of horror films. But just how much of Annabelle's story is real? Is the real Annabelle doll truly a vessel for a demonic spirit in search of a human host? Or is she simply a child's toy used as a prop for wildly profitable ghost stories? These are the real stories of Annabelle. Though she does not share the same porcelain skin and lifelike features as her cinematic counterpart, the real Annabelle doll that lives in the occult museum of famed paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren, the pair that worked on the case, is made all the more creepy by how ordinary she appears. Annabelle's stitched features including her half-smile and bright orange triangular nose, evoke memories of childhood toys and simpler times. If you could ask Ed and Lorraine Warren, though Ed died in 2006 and Lorraine in 2019, but if you could, they would tell you that the stark warnings scrawled across Annabelle's glass case are more than necessary. According to the well-known demonologist couple, the doll is responsible for two near-death experiences, one fatal accident, and a string of demonic activities that lasted some 30 years. The first of these infamous hauntings can allegedly be traced back to 1970, when Annabelle was brand new. The story was told to the Warrens by two young women and was retold for years after by the Warrens themselves. As the story goes, the Annabelle doll had been a gift to a young nurse named Donna from her mother for her 28th birthday. Donna, apparently thrilled with the gift, brought it back to her apartment that she shared with another young nurse named Angie. At first, the doll was an adorable accessory, sitting on a sofa in the living room and greeting visitors with her colorful visage. But before long, the two women began to notice that Annabelle seemed to move about the room of her own accord. Donna would sit her on the living room sofa before leaving for work, only to come home in the afternoon and find her in the bedroom with the door shut. Donna and Angie then started finding notes left throughout the apartment that read, Help me! According to the women, the notes were written on parchment paper which they did not even keep in their home. Furthermore, Angie's boyfriend, known only as Lou, was in the apartment one afternoon while Donna was out and heard rustling in her room as if someone had broken in. Upon inspection, he found no sign of forced entry, but found the Annabelle doll lying face down on the ground. Suddenly, he felt a searing pain on his chest 
and looked down to find bloody claw marks running across it. Two days later, they had vanished without a trace. Following Lou's traumatic experience, the women invited a medium over to help solve their seemingly paranormal problem. The medium held a seance and told the women that the doll was inhabited by the spirit of a deceased seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins, whose body had been found years earlier on the site where their apartment building had been built. The medium claimed that the spirit was benevolent and simply wanted to be loved and cared for. The two young nurses reportedly felt bad for the spirit and consented to allow her to take up permanent residence in the doll. Eventually, in an attempt to rid their home of the Annabelle doll spirit, Donna and Angie called on an Episcopal priest known as Father Hegan. The father contacted his superior, Father Cook, who alerted Ed and Lorraine Warren. As far as Ed and Lorraine Warren were concerned, the two young ladies' trouble truly started when they began believing that the doll deserved their sympathy. The Warrens believed that there was actually a demonic force in search of a human host within Annabelle and not a a benevolent soul. According to the Warrens, spirits do not possess inanimate objects like houses or toys. They possess people. An inhuman spirit can attach itself to a place or object. And this is what occurred in the Annabelle case. The spirit manipulated the doll and created the illusion of it being alive in order to get recognition. Truly, the spirit was not looking to stay attached to the doll. It was actually looking to possess a human host. Immediately, the Warrens noted what they believed were signs of demonic possession, including teleportation, materialization, and the mark of the beast. The Warrens subsequently ordered an exorcism of the apartment to be performed by Father Cook. Then they took Annabelle out of the apartment and to her final resting place and their occult museum in the hopes that their demonic reign or her demonic reign would finally end. Following Annabelle's removal from Donna and Angie's apartment, the Warrens documented several other paranormal experiences involving the doll, the first occurring just minutes after they took possession of her. After the exorcism of the nurse's apartment, the Warrens buckled Annabelle into the back seat of their car and vowed not to take the highway in case she had some kind of accident causing power over them and their vehicle. However, even the safer back roads proved too risky for the couple. On their way home, Lorraine claimed that the brakes either stalled or failed several times, resulting in near-disastrous crashes. 
Lorraine claimed that as soon as Ed pulled holy water from his bag and doused the doll with it, the problem with the brakes disappeared. Upon arriving home, Ed and Lorraine placed the doll in Ed's study. There they reported that the doll levitated and moved about the house. Even when placed in a locked office in an outer building, the Warrens claimed that she would turn up later inside the house. Finally, the Warrens decided to lock Annabelle up for good. They had a specially made glass and wood case constructed upon which they inscribed the Lord's Prayer and St. Michael's Prayer. For the rest of his life, Ed would periodically say a binding prayer over the case, ensuring that the sinister spirit and the doll remained good and trapped. Since being locked up, Annabelle the doll has not moved again, though it is alleged that her spirit has found ways to reach out to the earthly plane. Once, a priest who was visiting the Warrens Museum picked up Annabelle and discounted her demonic abilities. Ed warned the priest about mocking Annabelle's demonic power, but the young priest laughed him off. On his way home, the priest was involved in a near-fatal crash that totaled his new car. He claimed to have seen Annabelle in his rearview mirror just before the accident. Years later, another visitor rapped on the glass of the Annabelle doll's case and laughed at how silly people were to believe in her. On his way home, he reportedly lost control of his motorcycle and crashed headlong into a tree. He was killed instantly, and his girlfriend just barely survived. She claimed that at the time of the accident, the couple had been laughing about the Annabelle doll. Over the years, the Warrens continued to recount these tales as proof of Annabelle the doll's horrific powers, though none of these stories could be corroborated. The names of the young priest and the motorcyclists were never divulged. Neither Donna nor Angie, the two nurses who were Annabelle's first victims, ever came forward with their story. Neither Father Cook nor Father Hegan would mention their exorcisms of her ever again. Whether or not these haunting tales took place, they did leave behind plenty of ideas for director-producer James Wan to create a long-lasting and lucrative horror universe. Beginning in 2014, Wan wrote the story of Annabelle, a child-sized porcelain doll with lifelike features and a penchant for violence, using the real-life Annabelle doll as his inspiration. Though Ed and Lorraine Warren have both died, their legacy has been carried on by their daughter Judy and her husband Tony Sparrow. Until his death in 2006, Ed Warren considered Sparrow his 
demonology protege and entrusted him with continuing his work, which included caring for his occult artifacts. Those artifacts include the Annabelle doll and her protective case. Echoing the warnings of his predecessors, Spira cautions visitors of the Warren's Occult Museum about Annabelle's powers. When asked, is it dangerous, Spira has said, yes. It is the most dangerous object in this museum. For those who still doubt Annabelle's powers, Spira likens disturbing her to playing Russian roulette. There might be just one bullet in the gun, but would you still pull the trigger? Or would you just put the gun down and not take the risk? The real-life fears surrounding the original Annabelle doll only flared up even more in August 2020 when reports surfaced that she had escaped from the Warren's Occult Museum, which closed down, at least temporarily, due to zoning issues in 2019. Though the rumors quickly spread on social media, the reports were quickly outdated or outed as inaccurate. Spera himself soon posted a video alongside the real-life Annabelle doll in the museum and declared, Annabelle is alive, or at least is here in all of her infamous glory. She never left the museum. But Spera was also sure to stoke the fears that have kept the real Annabelle doll terrifying for 50 years by saying, quote, I'd be concerned if Annabelle really did leave because she's nothing to play with. As for my meeting with Annabelle today and seeing her up close for the first time, I did get a sense of uneasiness around her, but I I did be sure to maintain as little to no eye contact with her as possible because I hear it is not safe to look her in the eyes, at least not for too long. So if you ever get the chance to meet Annabelle at a Paracon here in Connecticut, just be sure to remember those warnings. She is nothing to play with. Well, I hope you enjoyed this special Halloween episode that I've recorded here from Connecticut. Right here, just a floor away from the real Annabelle doll that I've told you about. If you head on over to my YouTube channel, I plan to do a live session tonight to see if I pick up on anything. Not with the doll. I'm staying in my room. (laughs) But it will be interesting to see what I capture. Until next time, happy Halloween and happy hauntings.